Hey everyone, I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poley and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 131 and this week's question is, how do you cope with stress as a writer? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like, write a review and share it with friends. It does help in the algorithm, so please, please do that. Okay, writing can actually help you cope with stress and I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback on that. But if you are struggling with stress, writing can help. If you take the time to organise your thoughts and your worries and write them down in detail, and so like what is actually stressing you out? Because I think most people who deal with worry and stress, it's like a noise just rattling around in their head because there's so many threads. It's hard to kind of think about it. But if you sit down and kind of take one thread at a time and you write it down, don't leave the worries in your head. Get them on paper, get them on a screen. I think that can help. I think rearranging them, like what is the biggest cause of stress and put that at the top and work down. I definitely do believe that helps. As I said, most stress seems to be this big, massive ball of twine. And because we're also procrastinators, we have a habit of we might be worrying about lots of things and we might take the biggest one and kind of push it to the back and then obsessively stress about something that's not actually that bad, but we're using it as a distraction from the bigger stress we should be worrying about. And I think if you take the time to get everything that's in your head and put it down on paper so it doesn't stay there because it's too messy, you lay it out in detail, it'll give you a clearer view of how to deal with the issue. Problems have solutions. Okay, let's add the caveat. Most problems have solutions. You just have to work through the problem slowly and methodically. And also, if you write it down, if you need to talk to someone, I guarantee it's easier if you have the notes in front of you rather than you just trying to talk to them because it just comes out as this big spewing crap of nonsense at times. And then the poor person has to work with you to try and figure out what is going on. Whereas if you take the time first, write it all down, put the problems in order, and then either try and work through the problem yourself or look for someone else to help having the notes and figuring out what the issue is can help and you'll probably find that if you fix a couple of the stresses some of the other ones will just vanish because they're usually tied together but that's just what I've noticed with my own stressy moments months and months of them months and months of stress moments geez I have never heard such truer words in my life before but I do agree with that. I think writing can really help you cope with whatever stressors are going out. And I already said it, said it very nicely. It, whatever's stressing you out, make a list and write down what's what's bothering you. And just to see it all laid out, just it's it's a way of venting. I, even though you're not necessarily talking to anybody, it is a way of venting and get releasing that stress. Even if you don't find any solution right away, but as long as you're aware of it, that can help. For me, I work on non-writing parts of my projects if I get too stressed out with them. I know it sounds backwards, but if I stress out about my writing too much, I take a step back and make lists. Sometimes I make a list of things I need to do for the book, and then I prioritize certain steps and figure out the overall picture of what I want to accomplish. I don't make deadlines in this time, though, because then that would just stress me out even more, which is obviously certainly not what we want. But speaking of deadlines, if I'm too stressed with my writing, I take all of my deadlines away. Again, that's another thing that sounds backwards. But if they're self-made and no one else, such as a beta reader or editor, is waiting for the manuscript, then I just scrap all of my deadlines. Usually I do this because I make overachieving deadlines without realizing it, as I'm sure many of us do. And what I mean by that is I tell myself I'm going to edit, say, a thousand pages in one month, which is an exaggeration, but that's how some of my goals feel. 
I think that I can get so much done in so little time. So that's why if I start becoming too stressed to the point that I stop writing altogether, I delete my deadlines and reevaluate them. And by reevaluating them, I make lists and I work on non-writing parts of my projects and it's all one big loop. Ah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. I think sometimes you're in the stress too much, especially if it's connected to the writing and maybe you're dealing with a giant plot hole or maybe everything you planned has just crumbled around you and the stress of having to redo it. I remember back in the many times where I would write something and the computer would then eat it and I'd not get it back. You know, all this auto-saving bollocks never worked and then you just lose it. I mean, I, I once had a PC completely reformat itself and wipe like half a novel. So yeah, and, and there's nothing you can get past with that. That's awful. I'm so sorry. Oh, it, it just, this is why I obsess about saving my, do my documents off the computer because yeah. I don't trust them. If I'm not throwing cups of tea on them, they're reformatting themselves full of gremlins. So yeah, sometimes you're just in it too much. So Rachel's right, taking a step back and, and making lists about something else or working on bits that you can do or uh, definitely taking away deadlines. What is it with writers? Why are we always giving ourselves weird deadlines or excessively overachieving goals, which we know we can't do? And then we get stressed at ourselves and then we just find ourselves sitting on the sofa, eating too much chocolate, getting really angry about it. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, pretty much. I think like part of my problem is I love NaNoWriMo and it works really well for me, but I think it kind of conditioned me to get everything done in 30 days. So I can write the first draft of a novel, which is give or take about 50,000 words at least in 30 days. But then when it comes to the editing process in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, I can complete the whole editing process in 30 days. Or I can at least edit like one draft of it. And editing takes so much longer than writing. And I don't always realize that, even though I know that deep down, but for some reason I'm like, oh, I can definitely do it in a month this time. <laughs> and uh, no, Rachel, you can't, you just can't, it's too much. I'm actually gonna tack on to, to your point, something that I just thought of, sometimes stepping away from it and kind of focusing on other parts of the writing process to kind of take you out of the mega stress. Is, is great. And there's another thing you can do, which is do something else and let the back part of your brain churn the story. I'm almost sure that it was Agatha Christie who would, uh, like, if she was struggling with her story, would just like put it in the back of her head and while she would be thinking about it while she was washing up and like doing house stuff. And it meant that it just sort of rolled around in like more of the subconscious part of the brain rather than the like the heavy front conscious, front conscious, the heavy conscious part. And by the end of the day, any issues had usually worked themselves out because it just been like quietly being worked on. And I think sometimes, again, we're too in it and we're like right in the thick of it. Whereas we need to sort of push it to the back and let the back monsters in your head kind of have a bit of a fiddle and unwind things. And, and yeah, I don't even know if this is going anywhere, but yeah, that's, that's a random thought. I thought I'd just throw it. <laughs> anyway, let's go segue back into where we should be on the points. <laughs> so my next point. Remember that you're not alone. Most writers are actually friendly. And again, throwing in that caveat because I've met some bad ones, but most writers are friendly. They're quite welcoming. The writing community on the whole in certain places is very helpful. So if you connect with other people and you share your thoughts and your stresses and your worries, talking about it can help. That's why they always say like build your own tribe, you know, create a network of writers, support each other. Stress and overwhelm can become worse if you're dealing with it alone. So you can reach out. And let's be honest, if we're stressing about writing, 
other writers are going through it too. There is nothing in your own head where you're going, oh, I'm the only one who deals with sagging middle syndrome. Oh my God, I've got the biggest plot hole. I bet nobody ever does this. Of course they do. Just because social media is showing this perfect image of these writers just writing their thousands and thousands of words a day and, and doing brilliantly doesn't mean that they're not having these awful times of self-doubt and stress and worry and overwhelm that you're just not seeing. And I guarantee if you reach out and just explain the situation, either put it on an open post or reach out to a few writer friends that you know and just ask for help, most people would love to do that, would love to help, would even just talking out. Or as I've found in the past, if you just say, yeah, talk to me about it and you let the other person talk, they usually figure it out as they're talking and you don't have to do anything. The number of times I've sort of sat there and I'm listening, I'm thinking, yeah, I've got some points. And then this person has had an epiphany and I've not been needed except as a sounding board. That is all that can be needed sometimes. And honestly, just talking about it can really help. So yeah, don't don't be afraid to reach out to other writers. I know it's difficult. And I've, I've known a few writers who have said on social media that they don't have any writer friends and they're not connected to anyone. And when we started the game that this podcast connected to, the Merry Writer hashtag that was on Twitter, we had people join the game who were very shy, who had never spoken to other writers and didn't feel like they were part of the community. And the game helped them get into that. And then they started talking to people. So yeah, I do understand it's hard. We're, we're introverts. It's not always easy to talk to people. But if you can just push through that and just reach out friendly, you obviously don't reach out with an email that just then dumps every issue on, but just reach out and just see, test the water if that person would be willing to give you a little bit of their time just to help or to talk about it. I guarantee most people will do it, seriously. Right. I mean, we're we're all in the same boat. As I said, we all have like the same types of stressors, maybe in a different way, but it, they're all very similar none, nonetheless. So I'm going to piggyback off of that point and say, find out what other people do when you reach out to these people. As I said, you can reach out to these writers because we've all been there and you can find one or two good writer friends to talk to about your writing, their writing, the creative process, and just anything in general. Be friends. You don't have to just talk about writing, just be friends. Uh, keep each other accountable when it comes to writing and also when it comes to taking breaks. If you have the time, meet with them on a regular basis and it can just help you get out of certain funks, but it can also help you stay on track. I'm gonna expose Ari and me right now and we meet at least once a week for the podcast. And there have been times where we've gotten nothing done on the podcast because We've ended up talking about our own writing and we've been venting about problems that we have or just saying, oh, I'm not getting anything done. We've tried keeping each other accountable. We, we had writer, writer charts, like sticker charts at one point. Uh, didn't last very long. It only lasted like two or three months, I think, because I think one of us got sick. So we ended up missing a few weeks and then we just fell off the wagon with it. But do stuff like that, like create, build a relationship with another writer or two writers or find, find a group. It can be a local writers group or it can be a virtual writers group. Uh, just find your people and it'll it'll all come together at some point. You, you'll still struggle. Everybody will still struggle. It's not a it's not an overnight fix. It's not an easy fix. But just having that community and the camaraderie is is pretty good and it's worth it, even though we're all introverts and we don't like talking to people, but it's worth it. That's true. Actually, yeah, it's because it always reminds me of, of blogs. If I'm stressing about something, I will look for writer blogs and I'll be like, 
seeing what other people have gone through because it really helps. Like if I'm struggling to to make time to write or or I'm struggling with a plot issue, finding out what other writers do. I mean, obviously, yeah, we are all different, but having that kind of almost like a blueprint, like if someone says, well, I do this, 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 and this, you can try it. It might not work for you, but having that as a as a guide can really help. That's why there are so many tutorials. That's why there are so many blogs and videos and TikToks out there showing people, well, this is how I outline. This is how I brainstorm. This is how I write my first chapter. I mean, hell, this podcast, we're literally explaining how how we do this and we do that and how we bring our guests on and what they do because it might help someone out there who is struggling with that thinking I don't know how to outline it doesn't work for me doing the snowflake method or the save a cat method and then somebody will come on and say something and they'll be like wow that would work for me I'll try that and boom it works obviously what we're saying is you can find it online but you can reach out to people and I do think that's actually better as good as it is reading things, I think Rachel's right. If you find out what people do and you you actually with them, like speaking to them, or if you're able to go and meet them in a local group, I think it helps. Because if you if you try something, if someone suggests something and you try something, it doesn't work. You could talk about it because there might be a way of tweaking it that helps you more. There is something to be said about having that kind of personal connection rather than just like connecting with someone on a blog or something, having someone you can reach out to, or as Rachel said, like a group of people. I think that's one of the reasons the um, hashtag game did so well, because it ended up being a community in itself of writers of all different ages and genres and all sorts. And people would answer the question. And then sometimes people would be saying like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Or I've never done that. Or I don't know what that is. Or I'm struggling. And then other people would come on and give their suggestions. And it was lovely to see. And that was just a little Twitter game. I say little. At one point, it was like, what, 50, 60 people playing it? But yeah, it was just a, just a little Twitter game. And people were still willing to come on and help people they'd never heard of, they'd never spoken to. So just imagine if you reach out to people and actually make connections and become friends. It can help. Well, yeah, because I think, I mean... We know a few people who met through the hashtag Mary Writer game, and now they are accountability partners. And we know a couple of people who met through the hashtag and they co-wrote a book together. So, I mean, it definitely helps. And I, I like how you how you mentioned it, that it was a personal connection, because you can certainly go on, read people's blogs and look at templates that they've created for you to digitally download for free. But it's a totally another thing to like talk to the person about it and I don't know I like like you said it's on a personal level and it makes it so much more real rather than you reading someone's blog or listening to a podcast episode if you talk to people and you really build that relationship and that trust and that friendship it can really really go a long way not only for you as a person just making connections and building friendships but as a writer as well and as a I mean if you're writing for a career then you're running a business. So it really helps boost you because once you get past those hurdles, then those same people will help you market and help boost your, your book when you self-publish it and things like that. I mean, they're in it for the long haul, just as you are. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Okay. I think, I think we've covered pretty well. Just a quick recap. Writing can actually help use it to get your thoughts and your stresses and what's really bothering you out of your head, lay it down logically, work it out, and then you can figure out how to solve those problems work on non-writing parts of the project take a step back from the actual writing especially if you're too in involved in it and make some lists prioritize steps that are important scrap any self-created deadlines if they're they're just adding to your worry and your stress and maybe think about if you're doing too many overachieving goals 
that are just giving you a sense of failure rather than a sense of accomplishment. Remember that you're not alone and reach out to the writing community. People are willing to help others. And it doesn't matter whether you've been writing for five minutes or 15 years. People are willing to help you. And obviously, find out what other people do. What do they do in those situations of stress? How do they fix those problems? And try them. No one's saying they're going to work for you, but no one's saying they're not either. So try them out. Try different things. Don't get stuck in, well, I've always done it this way. It doesn't always work, so try something new. Okay, with that, let's turn it over to you guys. How do you typically handle stress when it comes to writing? We'd love to chat about it. So as usual, tell us your answers in the comments below. If you want more of the Mary Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you're listening. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer podcast for bonus content. It helps to keep our show going and we really do appreciate the support. In the meantime, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Mary Writer podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi. This podcast is brought to you by Felted Pens. We love to colour code. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.